Welcome to Healthy Leads, the one-stop podcast that bridges the gap between small to mid-sized businesses and digital marketing in this interconnected age of the internet and artificial intelligence. If you are looking to increase your online lead flow and close deals, or just someone interested in the fusion of business growth and digital marketing, this podcast is your avenue for success. Now, let's get to our hosts, Ryan Atkinson and Angel Ty LeBron. Welcome, everyone, to the Healthy Leads podcast brought to you by Ellington Digital. We've talked about leads. We've talked about using ChatGPT to help with SEO and creating strong offers for campaigns. But today, we're going to look inward. How do you use AI to improve your internal processes? And we'll talk specific usage cases in the senior living space. Angel, I'm super excited for this episode. How are we feeling today for this one? Feeling good. Feeling pumped. Every every time I get to hop on the podcast, I'm always excited. So... Uh, I am as well. It's always fun speaking with you. And we're going to kick off our first segment with understanding AI's impact on how you can improve internal processes. I want to give a stat off to lead us off. Um, I found this online. Nine out of 10 leading businesses invest in AI technologies, but only 14.6% have deployed AI capabilities within their operations. A little surprising to you. What are your initial thoughts on that uh, statistic? I think, honestly, it's not as surprising to me. And I only say that because a lot of companies, right, they're going to see AI. AI is new. They see everyone talking about it, especially Mm -hmm. the bigger companies. They're not implementing it right away, right? So they're taking a while. But smaller companies are probably the ones that are, you know, they're like, all right, let's try this out. So I find that there's probably like a lot of speculation around AI and implementing it. So it doesn't really surprise me too much that a lot of people are researching it and think they need it, but they never implement it. You know, they never like create a plan. Yeah, I think for the smaller companies too, it is easier to implement just because you don't have to go through all these stakeholders of like going all the way up to like the VP of sales or something, VP of marketing to integrate an AI process. These smaller companies that are strapped and they need to improve their processes because they don't have enough people they're strapped on time are using AI to actually implement within their processes. Yeah. And it's, it's immediate too. Those like, that's the thing too, like about bigger companies, I feel like that's some, that's sometimes a hinder, like there should mm-hmm. probably be like a, a person that's just like, okay, I made the decision. Like, I feel like more upper managers should be like, okay, if this person makes a decision, a decision, we should trust it, you know, because if not, now you're just going to be months and months on then you guys haven't agreed to a plan where you guys can implement the AI. And now you got other smaller companies that are coming in and just, just like, surpassing you in this then they're looking back like oh what did we do wrong what do we do wrong yeah i i do think it's interesting because i do think startups will have an advantage here implementing ai or just smaller companies in general just because i think the marginal effect of implementing ai within a company that is smaller is just much greater you're able to see the differences much more and if you're a company of 30 people and you can free up three hours of time for each person through AI processes, that scales to you beautifully and you can implement it so fast. Yeah. And the thing is too, it's like if you have a lot of employees and you can save a certain amount of time per employee, you got to look at it from uh, you know, a holistic standpoint. Like if you have a thousand employees and each employee is able to send even just a save, even just one hour or two hours. It's like, if you look at that on the bigger scale, it's like, oh, like I just saved my company. Could be like a revenue of hundred thousand. Or it could be going into the way, way stratosphere of revenue, just added on just by just fixing something. So all that. And so if you're a small business listening, you have an advantage in AI. So definitely implement AI and listen to this podcast because we tell you how to do that. And so one thing that I really like is automated work workflows through AI. Of course, we had that discussion before, like AI, like what is AI? What is automated workflows? We're going to intertwine them today. 
Um, and like automated workflows is using AI to automate business processes. This can speed up and simplify tasks that used to take a lot of time that were super repetitive that now free you up. There are a ton of benefits to it um, and we'll tackle these one by one, but let me just list them off for you listening. Um, just four that we pulled is better data analysis and decision-making, improved efficiency and productivity, cost savings, and improved employee satisfaction. I actually want to start with the bottom one here, improved employee satisfaction. When you think about AI and improved and employee satisfaction, what is like the first thing that like comes to mind or like why this would make sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it's like, I think we literally touched on it before in the last episode where we're like, if you're able to make the job of your employee easier, but yeah. then still keep the pay the same and then still saving your company money. It's almost like a no-brainer. Like, why would you yeah. not do that? Like, happier employees are going to make you more money. Like, if you have a person at the front exactly. desk and you're able to give them some type of system where you're able to check on the residents automatically or if there's any type of detection or any type of software that's able to do things automatically that allows the employee to not have to manually click and do things. And you're just, you're just paying them for meaningless tasks that could be done way faster and for that should be getting done for less money. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a, uh, I love this little theme that I'm going down now is like when you say something very insightful, I actually like get a quick stat off of Google on like what it, that correlation is. And mm -hmm. for in Harvard psychologist, Daniel Goldman's book, Primal Leadership, one study shows that for every 2% increase in how happy employees are, revenue grew by 1%. That doesn't sound like a lot, but over time, that is like a whole difference. And so if you're able to implement AI to make your employees happy, to take away those manual tasks, you're actually going to see your company grow uh, in terms of revenue. So, I mean, just like that same example as we were saying, like if you have revenue, if you have a, a bunch of employees, 500, maybe to 1,000, your revenue is not going to be $500,000 a year. Yeah. It's going to be in the millions. So that mm. 1% in your revenue, think about that, you know, that's yeah. a pretty big number. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. And employee satisfaction, I think that's getting more... Um, it's getting more merit nowadays, especially in like the remote world of like how happy um, employees are actually, because you do spend like your whole life working, not your whole life, but you spend a lot of time working. Um, and so if you can make your employees happy and improve their lives, you can also improve revenue, which leads us into our next one, which was cost savings. And cost savings to me, just off the top of my head of like why this would be is if you are reducing like manual tasks, repetitive tasks, you're able to actually save money in that realm. And so I think cost savings is actually a big one that AI is overlooked for is like if you use AI, you can actually reduce a lot of your costs. Yeah, I, th I think even for like for my job, for example, right? Like if there's mm -hmm. systems and things in place where I'm able to do my job more effectively, I now yeah. have more time to do other things that actually make the business money. Mm -hmm. right? So like if I know, hey, I want to take on more, I want to handle more sales calls, I'm going to handle more uh, lead generation for the actual business, but I'm able to delegate something that used to take me an hour. Like if I have to create a piece of content for the company page on LinkedIn, it takes me, it used to take me one hour and I can now do it in 20 minutes. It's like, now I have so much more time to be able to do things that actually matter and bring in more direct revenue to the business. So, and yeah. other companies can think about that as well for their employees. Yeah. And another one that I'm really interested in, and I'm curious how you have used this, um, cause I have a quick, one quick idea is better data analysis and decision-making. Have you used like ChatGPT or anything to like help you like sift through data or make decisions? Yeah. So I've used, um, like I tested this out. So there is a code interpreter is like one feature on ChatGPT that's like mm -hmm. new. I don't remember if it's in beta. I haven't got to play around with it a lot, but that's like one program that I just tested it. It was just like, you know, write this type of program. And, and I took a big data set and was like, what can I do with this? And it literally created graphs. Like mm -hmm. I, I used to have that's a so lot cool. of people in the data field are going to know a Tableau or Power BI, right? So I taught yeah. myself Power BI and 
it took me, when I say literally like an entire week of just staying up day and night just for learning this software. And I was like, man, like this takes hours to do sometimes. Yeah. Like some of the work, obviously it's quicker now that you have a system. Some tasks are just like, oh my goodness, like this takes a while. So the fact that I could just literally take a spreadsheet and just throw it into there, yeah. chat GPT, for example, that's crazy. And it gives me literally a graph. It'll compare it. If you have two data sets, it'll then compare it and mix the so data. Cool. And it's like, I had to, man, I literally had to train myself for hours just to do that. What chat, G, uh, chat GPT could do in like five, 10 minutes. So yeah, it, it's really crazy. Like the, the, yeah. the actual data analysis part of it. And I didn't even know that you could like really do, I hate to say this on the podcast. I didn't even really know you could do like deep data analysis with uh, ChatGBT. And I'll tell you the moment that I found out that it did happen. I was on a walk in Austin. Uh, I do like a boardwalk every week with like a bunch of people. I was talking to someone that's like in like angel investing space or something. And yep. he was telling me that how he uses ChatGPT is he will plug in like a company's like revenue numbers and like all their financial metrics. And would be asked ChatGPT, like, how much would you expect like a return of this in 10 years? And how much money would you give them? And he actually used this to like to um, like fund companies is based off of this ChatGPT analysis. And I think that is like a really cool way. I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm using ChatGPT in such a surface level way. But the data analysis is so cool because you can sift through all of it and give you a, an accurate measure of like what you should be doing to drive that yeah. decision making as well. 100%. And it's funny, too, because like before I was even doing any of the marketing stuff, right? Yeah. I actually was trying to learn a lot. Like I was going really heavy on real estate investing. Mm. So if a lot of people that are in the real estate, you know, field know is that what is going to make or break. I mean, a lot of people think of real estate investing. They're thinking of like fix and flips, right? Yeah. But there's also long-term investments. There's specialty type of housing. So there's all these different types of uh, investments. So there was like one investment that I particularly wanted to do, which was called a, a burst strategy, buy, yeah. rehab, rent, refi, mm -hmm. right? So there's a certain way you need to calculate your numbers to do that. And there's this website that created a calculator that you, you can do that with. But now if you have all your numbers, you can literally just go into ChatGPT and I can like, I'm just thinking off my head, like I could literally just type in the numbers and yeah. instantly get a number because like the idea was that, oh, I want to go for a certain cash on cash return or I want to do mm -hmm. a certain, like I forgot the numbers off the top of my head, like the actual names and numbers, but there's like certain things that you're looking for in a deal where you're like, okay, if this number is above this or if it's below this, I'm, it's a yes or it's a no. So now you're able to do that instantly. And hey, they used to charge you for that calculator <laughs> just to do all those investments and put your numbers in. And you would have to go into a spreadsheet on Excel and put all these numbers in. It's like, all I have to do now is just literally go into ChatGPT, throw in the numbers real quick, and it gives me an answer. Yeah, exactly. And if you're like, you're like this apply, I mean, we just gave two examples of like angel investing in real estate. And like, if you're listening right now, this applies to like your business, applies to like what you want to be doing. If you're wanting to make decisions really quick based on data analysis, Throw that puppy in the chat TVT and ask it the question and it will give it to you, which is really cool. And another topic that I want to talk about through this is like, how do you really insert AI into your workflow? There's a quick five-step plan that uh, I found online. Bear's dev blog. I'll give credit to that blog. But number one, it's identify your goals. Analyze your current workflow. Choose an appropriate workflow AI solution. Implement that solution and monitor performance. I love how number one, it is identify your goals because it is reverse engineering. What is the end goal that we're trying to do here? And what are some of the ways that we can get there? So if you are thinking about, oh, I want to insert AI into my workflow and you're deciding where to first identify, what are your goals? And that's always the first place to start when you're trying to implement AI. So, yeah. I mean, like I do it all the time. Like you have to work backwards. <laughs> mm -hmm. You start with the goal and then you're like, okay, now that we have this in mind, we know that we are aiming for this. How do we get there? So if you guys don't have goals in place, 
you're not, <laughs> it's going to be really hard to, to know what you have to do. So, yeah. yeah. And it just helps. Um, cause once you do identify that end goal, it, reverse engineering does really work some magic. Um, if you're wanting to do that, then you're going to analyze your current workflow. What are places that, uh, this is super repetitive. This is super manual and find that AI solution that can, um, do a quick Google search. Um, you know how to do search where you are in the 21st century, do a search and find that implement it so. and then monitor that performance of and that is how you can quickly insert AI into your workflow. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the good thing is the process, it's sometimes easier said than done. Like it's going to take a lot. If you have a lot of employees, there's probably going to be some mm -hmm. things where it's like, okay, maybe we need to create uh, an SOP, right? So like for me, I like to operate off of SOPs, which is just a standard yep. operating raw procedure. It's like you can create a document and you can have like, hey, like this is what we're going to be doing going forward. If you guys need to have a meeting, an internal meeting where everyone in the company is gathered, and you need to have that conversation and then even present that document there. That's another way to do it. So as long as you're getting the entire team on board, I think that's the most uh, important part. And then that comes to the part of monitoring. So like now that you implemented it, you have to see, are people actually utilizing it? How, like get feedback. Is there surveys that you can conduct? Yeah. Like employee surveys or anything like that. So definitely monitoring the performance and seeing how you can improve going forward. Exactly. And that's like a nice like, little loop on that is identify the goal. Does your performance meet those goals? And we're going to move on to our next segment, a segment that we are both super excited about. We're going to talk about the actual usage cases of AI within a senior living community and within healthcare, which is going to be super fun. And so, Angel, you throw together some like great ways that you can do it. And number one here, if you're a senior living community, you're listening to this. Number one way that you can integrate um, AI, just one usage case, is safety and fall detection. With AI-powered sensors and cameras, you can detect falls in real time and immediately notify staff. This can help with prompt medical attention and can prevent serious injuries. I will say we give business ideas out here. We did it on the last episode. I have thought that would be so cool if you could have some sort of like rug or something where you could plug in sensors, plug in something. And if there was a hard fall, you'd be able to detect it. This is just a step up from that. And I think that would be so cool because there are falls all the time in senior living communities and being able to use AI to basically notify staff uh, of a fall is like so critical and be so timely. Yeah. And you know, it's actually kind of it literally just, I forgot this happened, but I was literally going to a, a doctor's appointment with my wife. Uh, she's pregnant. So we were at the appointment, right? Yeah. As we're coming out, there's like a valet park that, you know, will park your car for you for free, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> they were like waiting at the valet and then like a lady comes out and she's like, I don't know why, but she had her phone on speaker just like blasting to the, the whole world in her conversation. And she was just like, oh, someone like fell. And I was like, but she had to call her to let her know like hey i fell but i'm okay and i was like i was like this is literally crazy like as, as i'm like listening yeah. to all these examples i was like man like that literally happened to that lady when we're just standing at the valet it's like imagine if there was something that would automatically call somebody because what if she couldn't get to the phone what if it was like an actual serious fall or anything like that so that was like the first thing that came to mind like that's actually kind of crazy how that literally happened like yeah and that is like another thing that goes into communities or just the the can we're here all the time, like employees, like companies are so short staffed. Uh, this staff from NetHealth, I just pulled this up. 96% of senior living communities are struggling with staffing shortages. And another 61% are concerned staff might force them to close. Today, there's a shortage of nearly 500,000 500, senior caregivers. And so these staff can't be everywhere all at once. And so with a safety and fall detection, you're able to quickly monitor if someone has fallen and actually put um, attention to them because they're just a short staff right now. And that's just something we're seeing in the industry. And, and that goes back to the point of improved employee satisfaction. Like 
if you know that your employee has a tool that that allows them yeah. to keep their their stress level a little bit low, like oh, I gotta keep making sure I check on Susie in room yeah. nine hundred one, like <laughs> you know, because she has a fall alert. But yeah, like that, that's just the easy way that someone can get like, what if there's a detection right on their yeah. Apple watch or on their phone that they can immediately get an alert. Like, Hey, this person just fell. Boom. Let me just go right to the room and check on it. So, yeah. And that's actually was the next point that I want to talk about is a health monitor and like wearables. I think that is something that could definitely be implemented. I'm a big whoop user. Um, so it tells me all my metrics, my resting heart rates off my heart rate variability, but there are more simple ones that could be used. Um, yeah, and wearables with AI capabilities can monitor vital signs, sleep patterns, and other health metrics. Can track, <laughs> can trigger alerts of medical staff for immediate intervention. I think that's so cool. Are you are you a wearable user? Do you uh are you yeah are you a wearable user? So haven't man. I really wanted the aura ring for so long. Yeah. Like that is the one because I know sleep for me. Like one thing I learned is that sleep is so important, man. Like it can mm-hmm. literally cut years and years off your life. If you're not getting the correct amount of sleep and, and not even correct amount, but what's even more important than the amount of sleep is the quality of sleep that yeah. you have. Right. So I used to have, it wasn't a wearable, but it was a, it was on my phone. I would put it right by my bedside and it was an app that would literally track your sleep. So what? Uh, yeah. Like it, it would tell you, it would, it would let you know when you enter into REM sleep, right. That's then cool. you can analyze, like this goes into that data um, analysis part, right. It would track my REM sleep. It would track how many days I snore. I would put notes in and say, hey, I felt this way today, or I did this today. Like I worked out today for two hours, That's so cool, yeah. went to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So it would track and tell me like, okay, on the days that you worked out, you started to snore. On a day that you didn't get sleep the previous day, you started to snore, you know? so like, Interesting. Yeah. So like I, I haven't gotten to the wearables yet, but I, I am looking to get the Aura Ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Aura Ring is great. What, so how much did that app cost? Because I want to like- It was free. It was free. Exactly. <laughs> and I do want to say like some of these wearables are very expensive, but there are free apps out there that um, like a senior living community can implement to like actually help them identify sleep or patterns uh, within someone's sleep. And I think that, yeah, that is so important. As everyone knows, sleep is the cornerstone of life in a good day. <laughs> yeah, you sleep a lot for your life, man. I forgot what the statistic is, but it's like, it's like an absurd amount. If you think about it, you're up for what? 16 hours of the day or something. Some people even, yep. even less like me, I probably get like six hours of sleep, but I try to focus on, okay, what is the quality of sleep that I have, you know? Yeah. And another thing that goes back to this whole like large data sets. Um, so we've already touched on like two pretty simple ways or some ways that AI could be used. Another interesting one is using AI to do this data analysis on feedback that you get from residents. So let's just say a resident, you send them out a survey, ton of feedback you get. You can then run these data sets through like a chat GBT to really summarize how are residents and how are the families of the residents feeling towards us. And I think that is like a super key one that any senior living community or anybody could implement within their own company. And not even just the residents, but you can look at the employees. So as we mm-hmm. just touched on, right, all these senior living facilities and, and health I think in the healthcare field in general, For there's sure. a staffing sort uh, shortage, right? So what if there is a way to use your surveys or ways to get feedback from your employees that can predict, okay, this person is likely to leave in like three months or this person yeah. is feeling this type of way. And based on historical data, the fact that they're feeling this way usually means in about two to three months, they're likely to leave. Yeah. Mm. That's really so good. Having that type of analysis, there's probably even ones for interview questions, right? Like Did if you're you? in the interview process, you're asking every single person the same question, right? So yeah. if that's the consistent per, uh, if that's the consistent input, then everyone's going to have a different output, but you can compare all the outputs and go, 
okay, based on this output, the person is 10 times more likely to stay for yeah. five plus years or anything like that, you know? So that is, a, it's another way to not even just help your residents, but to help your actual staffing. Yeah. Issue, and that also have. like you, you it, that's enough. That's one way to look at it. Another way you can look at it is like, it is feedback of like what the, re how your employees are feeling. So let's just say they're already there. If you can get feedback on like the way that you're treating them or the way that they feel, that can just make sure that they stay there and you don't have, everyone's going to be fighting a shortage, but it also helps in mitigating people to leave. Like, like you said, and improve that employee satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a double. There's a double way to do it. it is employing improving employee satisfaction, but it also is improving like the well-being of people that are in your senior living communities and using these large data sets and plugging it into a chat ChatGPT to summarize what are the key findings. I think is super important. And senior living, like I said, senior living or company, uh, that is something that you just uh, should be implementing no matter what. Hundred percent. I mean, the whole point they probably even started a facility is to improve the livelihoods of exactly. others. Exactly. Yeah. And another one that I think is super exciting is medication management, AI systems that can track medication schedules, remind residents to take their medicine and alert staff if a dose is missed or wrongly administered. Automated, yeah, automated pill dispensers can provide the correct dose at the right time. This is another one where it might be a heavy lift to officially like get started, but this is something I know as a type one diabetic, like I need to take my medi medication every day. And obviously there's people that are senior living that are also diabetics just for this pure example. But like you want to be making sure residents are taking the doses that they need and using an AI, some sort of workflow automation is a perfect way to do that to make sure your residents are staying happy and healthy. Yeah. You know, there's actually a perfect company I, I, th I thought of was a, a company named Fingerstream, right? Mm. You know, actually there's like their software will actually call people as like reminders. It's mm. so like, let's say someone in the facility, right, has a dementia or something like that, or any type of thing where it's like, okay, like their memory is not the hundred percent, right? It's like that, or I mean, people are going to forget all the time. So they can have daily reminders that, hey, you need to take xyz medicine today yep did you take it today and then it's like an automatic conversation with them like it's an automatic call coming through on your phone to the point where they could be like oh yeah i have to do that and you know like so it's like you might not always look at like a notification on your phone but if your phone is like ringing you're gonna pick it up and be like oh yeah the finger string app yeah <laughs> you pick it up and it lets you know you got to take all your medications today yeah and like there really is like an app for everything it goes back to our earlier conversation of if you are wanting to implement uh AI into your workflow, first, like identify your goals, use a chat GPT to take in all this information that you have, and then identify what are some of the key metrics we should be hitting based on this? What are some ways we can improve? And then find that AI solution like a finger stick that can help remind patients of to take their medication. So yeah, there are so many AI tools out there and so many tools that you can use to help a patient's life. And yeah, we definitely recommend checking that out and doing your research on it because there are so many out there. Yeah. Did, did I say finger stick or finger string? You might have said finger string, but I said finger stick. <laughs> All right. I wanted to make sure because I was like, wait, did I say finger string? Yeah, okay. Finger string. <laughs> finger string. It's finger string, everyone. Um, and so that'll wrap, really wrap us up. We just covered four ways that you can use um, AI within your senior living communities. And we also started the episode talking a little bit more about the benefits of using AI within like your workflows and how to insert it into your workflow. So there's a ton of opportunities out there. We definitely recommend you guys to check it out. And you guys can check out all other episodes, either on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week with another episode. Angel, thank you for the time today. Always, always a pleasure to speak with you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm.